0: Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge.
1: And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Recruitment Flex. I'm Shelly Billinghurst and joined with me is my lovely co-host Serge Brudrow. Serge, how are you?
0: I am doing great and how are you feeling because now you've went back to your regular co-hosts better looking um but probably not as good a host as chad Sowash, obviously so how was your experience with chad you know
1: i never compare boyfriends i mean oh, okay. uh, co-hosts okay. yeah. i never never but i will say there is something that both you and chad have in common and you wouldn't know this of course unless you've been on video or zoom with them right And that is, um, you guys both have those incredible piercing blue eyes, and it's almost like, oh, I look away, I look away, stop with the blue eyes.
0: (laughs) Well, I know what your weakness is, uh, but I got to commend you. You did an amazing job. I was so impressed what you did on Chad and T's show um you were articulate you were sm- well everything you are i'm not saying oh, thank you sir. it was original but i think you did a great job yeah i had Thanks. a great time with joel yeah. uh and uh and hosting brian from rec text that was really interesting joel is just a fucking riot like i know <laughs> he just doesn't stop and you know that clip of when i asked him if his hot summer body was ready and he's like yeah i've got the ky and the condoms i'm ready for the hot summer um I, have snipped I that and actually send it to Chad and I'd be, I'd be shocked if it doesn't appear in future episodes of Chad and cheese and we might use oh, it yeah. too, actually
1: <laughs> for sound effects. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So now yeah, you, made to, you made it to, you made it to the big time. Yeah. Uh,
0: and now you're coming back to this lowly recruitment oh, flex with no, 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 no
1: we're clearly on our way. I will say it was, uh, it was really great to have, like, because there's such a big American show, um, in preparation for the episode, I was really impressed with how much he made sure that there was Canadian content. Yeah. Um, And making sure that it was like really current um, content for what's happening here in Canada. So, and I was like, really impressed you know like he really took my feedback and really made me feel like I'm part of the show so oh he um,
0: listened to you unlike me (laughs) uh
1: you always cut me off (laughs) or actually I think I cut you off more anyways you know it was it was so cool to have that both of us um releasing the episode together um yeah in different places it was amazing and
0: we have an amazing show this week actually we do And oh, we have a guest that we yes. both known for a long time, but we actually have never met before. So I have the pleasure introducing Allie Kinol. She is the CEO and founder of Resume Free. Welcome, Allie.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh,
1: your legacy precedes you both. Oh. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> oh Allie, thank you I- so much for being part for agreeing to be on the show because um I've been following your story. Um, kind of from afar, like just whatever I could find. And so, you know, when Serge and I were talking about um, who we who we need to invite on the show, um, your name came up, and I think the timing is brilliant because it being International Women's Day, let's make it International Day International Women's Day Week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we thought what a better person to invite on the show because you know when I look at what you've done. Ali, it's just remarkable, a female entrepreneur and running two companies and addressing, you know, probably one of the the biggest things that people always complain about and solving that problem. We'll get into that in a minute. Mm -hmm. But um, tell me about your journey as a female entrepreneur and and especially in the HR space and the HR tech space.
2: Yeah, so I proudly identify as a non-tech tech tech founder. Um, So (laughs) I come up from the recruitment vein of things and into HR. And I think, um, first of all, I I always acknowledge the privilege that I have in order to jump into entrepreneurship. I have a very supportive supportive spouse and my family are there i have two young kids so um previous in different presentations i was doing i used to say i had four babies because they were all under the age of five at one point and it was just blowing my mind how i was managed to do it all but the opportunity came to really hang my shingle and become a recruiter for the masses was when i was laid off heavily pregnant Um, So yeah, you know, with doors closing comes new opportunity. And I really decided to take a look at what I could do for work and going out to the masses in my sphere and saying like, hey, would you hire me if I was to help build your recruitment plan? And that conversation kind of evolved into yes. And could you start next week? Because we need to hire somebody. And it's astonishing how many entrepreneurs out there are really lethal at what they do, but really suck when it comes to hiring good people. They just, they go off of their own memories yeah, from when yeah. they were corporate. And so now we're taking, you know, these great entrepreneurs, but building in a 20 year old plan for what they were doing. I'm like, no, no, let's try something different. Let's do new, let's do exciting. And so that kind of passion evolved into, well, this is great, but I'm one person it's hours per, per dollars. And that's fine. But What if I could do this in a faster scale? What if I added technology to the mix? And you know, what could that be? But that conversation six years ago was, oh, well let's do AI and resume parsing. No, everybody's doing AI and resume parsing. And truthfully it came down to, well, you know, I really hate resumes and they really don't represent people very well. So resumes suck, what do we do? Let's get rid of the resume in the recruitment process and go from there. So that kind of kicked off the the journey with resume free. Well, okay. What the fuck
0: is resume free? Let's (laughs) let's just put it out there. I know. Uh, I'm
2: like, okay, that's bold. That's
1: super bold. Oh, and by the way, just before we go on to the next topic, Serge, I got to say your halo just absolutely glows because you've also got two young kids at home. What are you like? you must have an incredible support system. So bravo, bravo. So Serge, sorry, over to your question.
0: (laughs) Yes. So my question, if we put it in perspective, so I, I get, so resume has been a pain in the recruitment, HR, hiring space for as long as we know. And I think there's been multiple people that have tried to fix this issue. And I'm not sure that people want it resolved on the flip side too. So I think that's one of potentially one of your challenges, but Give me a sense. Give me an idea of what actually Resume Free does.
2: So the short of it is we match employers and candidates on over 200 data points without bias. And not one of those points comes from a resume. So diving deeper into that, I recognize that my own bias was coming into effect. And I purposely have not hired people with names that could have been construed inappropriately in the work that we were doing. Um, and so i that's where I lose sleep at night. Did I hire the right person based on their application and how well they can write about themselves? And so recognizing that I am a recruiter by trade, I have my RPR and my CPHR candidate, um, hopefully just getting rid of the candidate this year, but we'll see. Um, but that professionalism, like I'm essentially trying to devolve what we've done and say, let's start over. And can we do this without resumes? So we have an online platform where we capture the non-negotiables, like what hours do you wanna work? Where's the location of work you wanna do? Um, What kind of relationship do you wanna have with the employer as a candidate? And then we capture that first non-negotiable bucket. And then we go into the next bucket, which is a soft skills assessment. We're actually asking the candidates what they prefer to do. And it's a list of, you know. Over 200 traits that we're able to pull from there, but it only takes them 20 minutes to to toggle through online. And the best part is we have a built in bullshit meter. So we don't get people trying to fudge the system because, you know, when you have those assessments online for hiring everybody, you know, how do I get past such and such assessment? There's truthfully no way that they could do it. And so we have a reliability in the data that is being provided by the candidate. And so we take those pieces of, of information and then we add it into just an online pre screen. And so what we're hoping to do is make that all within one entity. And right now we're just combining them and doing some manual work behind the scenes. But employers come to us and As a recruiter, you always ask, you know, what does your ideal candidate look like? Well, I've got very specific questions that I can ask my employers to come up with a very specific answer for a formula. And we can create their ideal candidate formula for them in order to hire the best person for the role. And so I started trying this out, the methodology, with my first company, River City, And from there, it kind of evolved to the, okay, this really needs to grow fast and furious and it can't be part of River City. So that's where Resume Free came from. Right now we have 21 clients, which are the employers. We have over 10,000 people actively in our database with an extra 30,000 that have taken a look of what's going on. And we have successfully made 46 hires, which is incredible. And so, From our beta test, we ended up having a 93% retention at a year. And I think the, yeah, the national average, I believe, is at 16% or something like that. And so like the attrition rate, so we have a a 7% attrition rate.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me dig in a little bit deeper as far as what it looks like on the employer side. Cause sure. if I look at resumes, I'm a practitioner, I work in it every day and we get tons of resumes, depending I'm in the tech space. I look at first, do they have the qualifications of skills, the tech languages that I need? Mm-hmm. But that's not what you're measuring here. You're measuring the f- fit or competencies outside of those technical components. But most yeah. recruiters work it the other way. I I look at well first of all before I dig in if this person is going to be a culture is like a fit to my organization, I want to make sure they have the technical competency so I'm not wasting my time on someone that doesn't have the ability to do the job that I need. How That's do you right. handle that? Like what is the flow from your working with a customer? Uh mm-hmm. what is the flow? Like how does it look like?
2: So particularly for our tech clients, we want to make sure that we we have people applying to have that language. So we make sure that we monitor the job posting to include pieces of information. Knowing full well that men will, you know, three points the, they're gonna apply, women have to go for like eight or more before they apply. We're we're making sure that we get candidates from all sides and then we match them against the the first two buckets. And so if they, they meet the fit requirement, which it is fit first, credential second, then we get them to do our credential check, which it's not, Verified with um, any sort of other tech right now, but we're asking the questions that you would ask in a pre screen anyway and getting them to put it down so that we can combine those answers and table it for the employer. So, you know, what is your preferred coding language? Do you have any other uh, professional languages spoken besides English for those Frenchies out there as well? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, (laughs) is there, is there any um, programs that you love to use? Like we can ask very specific questions about the experience, but you know, that's, can they do the job? I'm focusing on, will they do the job? And that's the big unknown, right? Until now. (laughs) So we can actually determine, will they do the job based on their own preferences? Well, yeah, here we go. So it's it's really, really cool, but I'm having to change minds left, right, and center, right? Yeah. You don't need a resume first. I'm yeah, not saying get gonna rid gonna of it talk- all completely. You just don't need it yeah. first.
0: We're going to talk about that because it's a major mind shift. Well, and and on the flip side, as far as I'm really curious how you monetize this business is is obviously on the client side, not Mm -hmm. on the job seeker side, right?
2: Never on the job seeker side. Um, We actually give something for free to our candidates because we want to thank them for putting the effort in Um, because nobody wants to see thanks, we've received our application. We'll be in touch if we find something. How long does it take
0: for the candidate?
2: <laughs> uh, to do it online, it's all in all around 30 minutes.
1: Okay. So
2: it's uh, to sign up, depending on how fast you type and things like that. The original sign up is a little bit that we confirm the email address. It might take up to 12 hours for that to go through. So it could be two stages, but the online assessment is 20 minutes. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so talk more about the assessment, alley, because um, I'm not quite... Uh, Like, what is it based on? Like, is it, you know, having like you, I've been, I've been in HR, I spent 20 years in HR and my internal recruitment teams were always the first in line for any new uh, psychometric assessment, personalities, colors. Oh my God, you name it. I've taken it and my whole team (laughs) has taken it. And so, so talk more about that. Like, where is this coming from? What is it based on?
2: So, it's actually a proprietary assessment that has been in service for close to 35 years, except for a lot of people use it for executives and executive teams. And so when I was trained at it, uh, truth be told, it's called Harrison Assessments. And for the record, we have a global exclusivity contract. So good luck, everybody trying to do the same thing. However, you are (laughs) able to do it on your own as a consultant or within your own firm, but there is a price to it. Um, So Harrison Assessments is based on 35 years to 40 years of research, and they spend all of their money on research. And so for me, with my background being in Bachelor Science, I needed the data, like show me that this is valid, because personally, Mm -hmm. I have broke DISC, I've broke (laughs) Myers-Briggs, and some of them are false, you know, they've got some weird shadiness to them. Um, This one has a validity of over 91% as being chosen by other organizational psychologists. It's actually created by Dr. Daniel Harrison, who is an organizational psychologist by trade. So there's lots of pieces of information that just like they were hitting the check marks because I, too, went to market like what could I bring in? And so doing my due diligence, this one fit to what I needed. I needed to provide data, hard facts about whether or not somebody would be good for the role rather than my gut feelings. Right. Because maybe that's just indigestion, who knows, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So listen, oh. Allie, you know, you don't need to uh, cloak anything about DISC and MBTI. And, you know, I also like, I mean, are we impressed by something that's been around since 1951? No, like, well, so taking all of that data and where is it and how do you use it? And um, trying to fit human beings into little boxes, which is MBTI, right? Yeah. They just make the boxes smaller. Anyway, so I'm on this, I'm with you. Like I don't want another label, right? I am like trying to label human beings is just so I'm absolutely 100 percent with you on that. And so um this being, you know, 46 hires, um, 93% retention. Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you do for an encore again? For an encore. Yeah. <laughs> How do I sing myself off the stage? Uh, Honest to God. That's impressive. That's
2: impressive, well, Ali. It's it's just trying to make it matter. Like recruitment is one of those, it's it's one of the last places to be automated. It's one of the last digital transformation operations that are happening in the world. And what's happening is everybody that wants to change it is a software developer. Well, I'm sorry, but go make your code. Like you have no fucking idea what we do as recruiters and how we spend, you know, over 40 hours a week trying to go through all the applications and, you know, Mm -hmm. ethically choose who the best person is. And so when they come up with these great ideas, cool, but how does it apply to how we do our work? And so when they create this tech in silos, it's no wonder we all hate the different assessments and we all hate our applicant tracking system. And there's never a perfect ATS out there for us because it's created based on software developers. And so I actually set out to learn code, I know, wrong decision, Mm -hmm. Um, but it gave me a better understanding of like what needed to go into my platform, right? And so, sorry if I get angry about this, but you can't develop something awesome unless you've lived the pain that you've, you've seen, like you have to have battle wounds and scars just yeah. to make a difference from the pain that, that you're trying to solve.
0: Amen, Allie. Amen. Yes. Cause uh, you know, I, I have stories that I won't share in this particular case of exactly what you're talking about when it comes to understanding the pain before you can, produce a product that actually recruiters will use and actually be helpful. But so in in putting that in context, so Mm -hmm. we've all been in the HR recruitment space for quite a long time, some more than others. (laughs) Shelly.
2: Hey, man, I have 20 years too. I have 20 years too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but Shelly's underselling the 20 years. Uh, She's just rounding down. We just just say 20
1: plus, just to be polite. She just
0: says 20 plus in that sense. But so I've been on the HR tech space. I've been on the practitioner space, and, and I, I've seen I've seen quite a bit. And as far as one of the biggest challenges when it comes to introducing anything new, we're talking about different ways to go to market. We're talking about different technologies. We're generally twenty years behind the pace. There is a very slow adoption from HR. And in that context, from recruitment as well, Mm -hmm. you're talking about a major paradigm and mind shift of their resume, which is the anchor of everything we do Um, with the hesitancy of you're dealing with people that have the hesitancy to to change instead of doing three interviews to do two interviews or vice versa. So, how are you dealing with this mm-hmm. massive paradigm shift that resume free would bring to the market?
2: I am pulling on the heartstrings of the biggest pain points that we're facing these days. And I think that that is helping with the early adopters it's still a struggle because i'm i'm working with some people that okay but i still want to see their resume and i say that's fine you can see their resume of the top five people we give you based on the information that's anonymized but i'm not going to let you go through all the other resumes because there's no point we've already Mm. determined the fit these are the ones that you want to go through um so there is the like trust the science piece of it like just come with me i'll show you the way here's the data i could prove it but If after we've screened them, they still want to do a resume test or like a technical skills test, which, you know, I encourage if people want to do that, but a lot of applicants don't want to do those anymore. So there's that piece to it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, If they want to do a DNA test or like a (laughs) drug and alcohol test, fine, fill your boots. That's not my prerogative. I'm just there to screen. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to the early adopters, I'm looking for people that have either never been in the process and go, holy crap, this is going to be awful to try and sort through thousands of applications for my one role. Or the people that are saying, you know, my applicant tracking system isn't working. I need data. I want to go through this and, and make the best hire possible. And then the most recent struggle, you know, from the the time and cost perspective, has been the social injustice. Like, where are we putting in diversity, equity, and inclusion inside of recruitment, and how do we make that equitable for everybody? Mm -hmm. And so when you remove the names and you remove any identifiers of, you know, where they got their education, where their location is, that was prior to where they want to work, that kind of thing. By the way, we also ask, do you have permission to work in the country that you're applying for? So that's a good thing. Um, But when you remove all of these like identifiers or these labels and you just give them the data, better decisions are made and it's not based on our intrinsic biases like our unconscious biases we're battling 174 cognitive biases anytime we have to make a decision. Mm. And for recruiters, we have to make decisions fast and as accurately as possible. So we're filling in the gaps that we don't get from the resumes. So if we just go data, hopefully we're not filling in as many bias gaps.
1: Yeah. Who's your target market, Allie? Thank you, Serge. I was just going to ask that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The world. Okay. But going in a little bit you know, more niche, we're actually focusing on scale-up tech companies in Alberta. So we want to support the ecosystem uh, by doing so. And so we focus there, but we also focus on professional services. So professional services typically hire the same type of roles over and over again. And we we want to slow that attrition down and we want to show them how we can hire better for their companies because Mm. they don't have the time to be hiring. They have the time to be in their practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well,
1: Ali, uh, can I, can I, I just want to uh, throw something out there, Ali, because mm-hmm. one of the things that, um, you know, everybody talks about tech firms and whether it's developers or coders, I mean, it's, it, it it is the flavor of our current year or maybe the next few years, but how on earth are you getting someone who's like, got the skills, the talent, they're in demand, why would they take 20 minutes or 30 minutes to apply when what we have conditioned everybody for is fast click one click um so can they take it with them you know like where else can they go like what is this what is the selling point to even have anyone endure 30 minutes of (laughs) feeling no listen you know, when we talk about the failures of applicant tracking systems, it is because we are dragging people through yeah. five, seven, 12 screens of filling out information. Are you fucking kidding me? Who's going to do that? Oh, and by the way, we don't call us, we'll call you. So how is this any different, Allie? I'm sorry to be so like nope. in your face, baby, but listen, <laughs> this is no different. 20 minutes? No, like they're not going to do it. Why would I?
2: We have, and so we're setting out to be the last job board they'll ever ever apply to, and we're not technically a job board, but it's the best way to encompass what we're doing, Okay, and so the reason is, we actually can go back into our database and take a new formula and push it against the people that have applied. So just as we have, you know, job families and functions, we have the same built into our system. So we can push back against anybody in a technical capacity. We can push back into there to see who would actually fit against this formula as well. And so our goal is to, you know, our final stage will be like e-harmony for employers and candidates where they match on all of the data points, and then they open up to a dialogue between the two of them. So it happens all Automatically behind the scenes. But from a perspective of why they would want to do this, they don't have to put in their resume. They don't have to change their resume every single fucking time they apply to a new job, whether it's with the same company or with a different company. They don't have to spend hours of going through, hey, could you take a look at my resume for me? We give them something back in return, talking about their greatest strengths, something that they can take as a confidence point when they go into interviews. It's a simple process. We've got more than, I think, 30 jobs are in our our bank right now and we're adding to it almost well this week it's daily but there's so much more potential for this system right now I want to show people that we can do recruitment and there's a better feeling and a better process for candidates than okay what's your information upload your resume now could you please elaborate on everything you just uploaded
1: yeah oh yeah and- no believe you'll get no pushback from me on the um stupidity of resume parsing like, please, like it's oh, my God. So, no, you'll get no pushback. I just I just really struggle to see why someone who's got the great skills of an application developer um, spending 20 minutes in the hope that maybe like, you know, honestly, it's it's really no different, Ali. Like, I'm sorry, but I I just you know, if you're one of 10,000 people and you've placed 46 of them,
2: what are my odds? Right? Going into, yeah. So keep in mind, we've been around since January 2020. So through mm. the pandemic, that's how many people we placed. We're wow. anticipating growth. Okay. Yeah. We are international now. So we have contracts in Nigeria and Poland and everything like oh, that. Yeah. So not all of our candidates are from the, you know, Edmonton, Calgary location. In oh, fact, great. we had a lot of our placements take place in Nigeria. And so really cool that we're able to do that for our partner over there. But it's not that we're just saying there's 10,000 people and then good luck and your chances are 46 out of Mm 10,000. It's that we're basing it on where's the location? What's the salary range? How do they fit with the formula? And then take that population and say, okay, here's where it's at. However, what we do for our clients is we continue to post what their job is so that we get new information sent, and then we check against our database of candidates saying, hey, this employer is looking, are you curious? Now, unfortunately, sometimes there will be people that don't make the, the threshold, and, you know, if we're only having 21 employers, we've only had 21 thresholds to kind of go across. So. Basically, it's a volume play. I want to take over all of the recruitment in Alberta to show how well we're doing and then have that opportunity for those candidates to see the different roles that are available. But the other thing too is we're saying, you know, hey, if you're not going to be an octopus wrangler, why don't you try a marine biologist? They're pretty similar, let's try you against here. And so we encourage them to go into other roles that they might not have thought of but are actually in the same job family.
0: Yeah, the reason I was asking initially, like what your target market was, because I was trying to figure out if, if working with a lot of HR tech companies in my past and and consulting, what I've seen is there's been one real big factor of determ- determining if they're going to be successful, and that has been, are they part of the ATS, uh, and are they part of that whole infrastructure, because recruiters, HR people are extremely busy you know the volume you Mm -hmm. you've had a company you've worked Mm -hmm. in the space you know how busy it gets and working in multiple systems and working multiple ways can be challenging so putting that in context the central part of an ats is the resume right um Mm -hmm. so how it's a pretty big task on your end Mm -hmm. to get people to think of outside of the traditional resume, because that is seen as a source of truth, or or whatever we want to call it. And Mm -hmm. it's the main driver of everything that's done from the ATS and how it distributes, how you schedule interviews, how you add in technology. Do you see that as a future as far as how you're going to work with ATS? Can you work with ATS? What's, What's your strategy there for when you get to the next level of going after larger companies potentially with pretty ingrained ATS?
2: For sure. So the way that we like to describe ourselves is a screening as a service tool. So we can fit into the process wherever it may be. Like if you have the HR at such and such company, we can go, we'll give you the the link to, to send all the candidates through our system and back to you. We don't want to own the candidates. We want to make sure that we screen it for you. So when it comes to our process, we have two points of entry for the candidates. It's either from the employer side or from the job postings that we create, or sometimes both, depending on what's important to um, the role and how we find people. And so we're just going to be taking over that screening part that is the most administratively heavy and biggest migraine building part of the recruitment function so that we say, okay, scientifically, here's the data. These are the candidates that should be better fit for you based on what we've said. And so if it comes down to like, we're trying to find that octopus wrangler and nobody's a marine biologist in Alberta then we go okay let's change it we'll change our point of access however we're partnering with um, a job board that has you know it posts over 100 working on 500 job boards so we get a lot of different applications coming in Mm -hmm. Um, but in the future we're actually going to be having conversations with applicant tracking systems probably next month where we're going to see if our tool adds value to their business. Because the more um, they enjoy the process in the applicant tracking system, and if we can make it easier for everybody to understand who, what, when, where, why, then we add stickiness to the applicant tracking system. They're more likely to keep that in place. Because again, no applicant tracking system is perfect. So we want to make sure that we take over that really administratively heavy piece where, you know, you're sitting first four hours of your day going click, 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 click. What if you just came in and here's your top 20 list for each one of the roles? Mm. How cool would that be that you could go and do your other stuff and like prep for your career event online or, you know, things like Mm. that. So I really wanted to make sure that we were enhancing the process and not usurping it, not taking it over
0: because that's not what we're here to do. I, I think that was a great answer, Ali, in a sense, because uh, in reality, and I'm glad to see that you're looking at how you can work with the ATS, because in reality, from what I've seen, this is the path to success for tons of HR tech companies. And I know as if I go for any new tools, the first thing I look at is what's in the marketplace of my ATS provider. And I look at them because I know there's going to be a smooth transition. They're already integrated. I'm not mm-hmm. working in multiple systems. So great strategy. So You are, you're really trying to do something that completely changes the game in in so many ways. And in one way, that's really good. The other way is Mm -hmm. you've got a massive challenge like ahead of you.
2: I guess I like challenge. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But tell me, how do you foresee? So 2020, 2021, Mm -hmm. I think are being critical years in the talent acquisition space. Uh, There's a lot Mm -hmm. that's come to the forefront, but how do you see... How do you see talent acquisition, recruitment, hiring in five years from now? Is what you're talking about and resume free, is that going to be more mainstream in five years, or is it going to be something else? What's what's your thoughts on overall talent acquisition next five years?
2: In the next five years, I can see a movement towards much more data-driven processes. And so I feel like resume free is on the forefront of that. We're the vanguard of, you know, here's the data-driven acquisition that you're looking for, um, I think we're going to see a lot more pushback against the AI parsers because we're not happy with what they're doing presently. And so they're going to have to come up with a better solution and better, you know, better ML, like machine learning, better AI um, and, and focus towards more of building the candidate profile of things. And so I can see that recruitment is going to be um okay first of all we're not getting rid of recruiters there's always going to be a spot of recruiters inside the whole ta process Yeah, that's, you know, that's gospel forever and ever. Amen. Um, but when it comes to how we do our jobs, I can see us being enhanced with tools that make our jobs easier, faster, more data-driven, and more accurate for us to be able to, to say, these are the best people, here's why. And mm-hmm. so in a way from a, a corporate recruitment model, I can see that there's going to be much more, um, you know, if the regular day-to-day stuff is handled, we'll be able to take a look and create those processes of inclus- inclusive recruitment 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 and focus into the diversity and equity process process into our own area by also doing the long play. So like focus on the short term while having the long play taken care of for building up. I think that there's going to be more about the whole package of the candidate rather than just like, where did they work before? Who do they know? And I mean, we can attest to it anytime that we've been slid a referral we go okay well good people know good people chances are they're going to be awesome let's try it out and there's always been that one dud that comes through but that's typically somebody kind of going across the process and skipping a few stages and then getting right in front of you right and -hmm. those tend to be the better hires and so when we find there's more information there's more background to that you know name or that piece of paper that's in front of you that's going to be how we see the future. Is we're going to get more data. We're going to get more answers, um, and I think you know there there is pushback against assessments. There is pushback against, like you were saying, Shelly. Like people mm-hmm. just don't want to spend the time. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be in the candidates' ball court, like to to move forward and and to do all of the assessments in the application process. Yeah, do you so. know, Ali?
1: I I I really love where you're going, and I know your timing. And what it's going to evolve to is like, it's hard to project uh, five years into the future, Mm -hmm. really, because, you know, the good news is five years from now, a lot of the boomers may not be in the workforce anymore. And and it's us boomers that are saying, no, 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 listen, like they will have an emotional meltdown if they don't have the resume. So, you know, your timing as far as, you know, (laughs) starting up during COVID And seeing that um, everybody examining, there's got to be a better way of doing this. Mm -hmm. And finally having the time to step back and go, yeah, there is a better way. Um, And I really applaud where you're heading because the taking a look at the whole human being um, and when you dominate the world, it means at one point in my life, I will take the Harrison Global Assessment (laughs) and it stays with me because... You know, Serge and I just had a wonderful uh, conversation here on another episode about blockchain and where that fits in, right? So if I've taken your assessment once, it stays with me, Mm -hmm. right? It's verified, right? So I love where you're going. Um, You're right, because the human part of uh, hiring, we can't ever get rid of it. No, We are still hiring human beings
2: and not bots, right? Exactly absolutely exactly yeah. with um with the assessment though the other thing too is that if something has changed in your world of work like you know going from being a consultant in the employment and re- recruitment selection process to let's say starting an own tech company things will change your preferences mm-hmm. will change your your sphere becomes a little bit shifted so you can take it again and you'll get a different result we're not saying that it's going to be like active all the way through. So future state, we're going to make sure that we go back to our, our candidates and say, hey, it's been a while. Has anything changed? Do you want to try again? See what else? You know, kind of nudge, 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 But um, yeah, I love what blockchain is doing. And actually there's an API for, for a verifying credentials. So like you upload your degree and it locks it in the blockchain and you can just go from there. Yeah. That was one of the things that I was looking at very primarily to, to include in our credentials portion of it. Um, But then I'm kindly reminded of an ex of mine that forged his own high school diploma. And so he legitimately created his own high school diploma based on his friends so that he could show that he had his high school diploma. so I, I'm curious to see how many data points they verify with the blockchain on, well, on that kind of stuff.
1: But, I know yeah. it's it's uh, so from what I understand, what we just learned. I mean, I'm no expert, but it's really, really simple because the governing body has to verify it. Oh, so perfect. If you, okay. Yeah, so if you've if you have falsified a document, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, go ahead, fill your boots because it it it's when when you go back to the governing body that issued your doctorate degree.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In order for you to do surgery,
2: well, <laughs> and so yeah,
1: they're they're going to they're going to be the ones to verify it. So, awesome. So, you know what we could we could talk about that. I think there's some really neat things coming through. Um, Ali, you've done some amazing stuff. Again, um, thank you so much for joining us. Especially, like, couldn't have asked for a better example of what it means to be an entrepreneur. Um, International Women's Day slash week. Um, thank you so much. So if people thank want you. to find you, um, where, where can we look? Give us,
2: where's your contact uh, details? LinkedIn. I am always on LinkedIn as a true recruiter should be. So it's Ali Canull, K-N-U-L-L. Okay. Be wary. There is two Ali Canulls. Uh, One is an absolutely phenomenal photographer. I am not her. <laughs> I am the, <laughs> I am the founder and CEO of Resume Free. You can also go to our website at goresumefree.com. Okay. Awesome.
1: Allie, thanks so much. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances to be behind the scenes?